0: Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey everyone, this is Surya, welcome back to A Voice for Love, and I'm super excited to welcome back Zoe New Girl Bridgman again.
2: Glad to be back. I was so <laughs> glad
1: to have you. I've been, uh, we always have lots to talk about, and uh, yes. this is a special um, episode that we've been wanting to do for a while, and just mm-hmm. in case anyone doesn't know you, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, okay. So... Back again. Hey, I'm Zoe Bridgman. I'm um, a filmmaker, uh, writer, director, producer. Um, I also host radio, sugarwaterradio.com. I've been doing that for almost 13 years. I currently live in Atlanta. Um, I was raised in Vancouver, though I wasn't born there. I was born in California, but I was raised in Vancouver. That's where I met the lovely Surya Devi. And, uh, <laughs> or do you go by Surya or Elise? Does it matter?
1: Surya, sorry, Debbie, it's
2: all the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all have our nicknames and our <laughs> things we're known by. And, um, yeah, we've been friends for a while. So we're in our 20s. But, um, you know, after that, I moved back to where my family, my dad's side of the family lived, which is in New York, spent many, many years in Brooklyn, New York, which is where Sugar Water was started, which is where I met my partner, Frances Levine. And um, now we decided, you know, due to me reentering um, the film and television production world, ended up in Atlanta, Georgia because
1: that's where it is. <laughs> uh, yes. so, Zoe, I always say, Zoe is like the, one of the, if not the most, the, the smartest people I know because she knows <laughs> A little bit about everything. <laughs> it's like anytime I have a question about something, I ask her because, like, you have such an amazing wide um, knowledge base about, but about so many different things. So okay. this is um, I wanted to bring you back. You were our, uh, episode two. You were on, and we talked about all the things and, right. and some. But um, we've been talking about having you back um, to talk about a very specific thing today, which is about this idea of what is race and yeah. does race exist and because there's a lot of sort of you know uh there's there's a lot of this is what we were sort of talking about before we before i started recording here which is like Mm -hmm. is it a misunderstanding is it because we tend to classify you know that we have all these different races you know like black white chinese indigenous etc but um is that true
2: okay so where we start from there is the the short answer is no it is not true because there is only one race, the human race. That sounds very, oh, she's trying to be esoteric, kumbaya. No, literally, scientifically, there's one. Um, I will give you um, a title from uh, Scientific American. It was an article published a couple years ago that said race is a social construct scientists argue. This is from Scientific American. Um, and their, their, their statement was racial categories are weak proxies for genetic diversity and need to be phased out. That's not just coming from the sociological perspective. That's coming from the scientific perspective. And that's kind of how I'm trying to get you guys uh, to see it. Um, and so just, just to start there, you know, you've probably been asked before, sir. have you been asked, what's your nationality? What do you answer when people ask you what's your nationality? What do you normally answer before we talk about things?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they say things like, well, what are you? Or like, yeah, what ethnicity are you? And it's funny for me because, you know, I, I guess I say, I don't know, I'm white or I'm European or I'll say I'm mixed. And right. the really funny to me is that people always constantly say to me, non-white people always say to me, you're not white. And I never understood what this meant. <laughs> so many times over the years, and like, you're not white, you're not white, you're not. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, of course I am. Now I understand what it means. They're referring to like whiteness and, you
2: know. Well, let's rewind a little bit though. Because okay. the question I asked you was, what's your nationality? When people get asked that question. Nationality. It, okay, I'm Canadian. Nationality. There you go. Most people go to their color. Mm mm nationality is what nation do you currently live in so when people ask that it irks my soul because it's like what's your nationality American that's my nationality because that's the nation I live in you see what I'm saying so we need to really understand the etymology of words the meaning behind words the origins of them because nationality only refers to the nation it's what's what your passport is that's your nationality you get what I mean so I, I'm dual citizen of U.S. and Canada. So you and I are the same nationality. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your son.
1: Okay. I didn't. Oh, sorry. I, that's so funny. I don't even know. I didn't even hear you ask nationality. When you asked me yeah. the question in yeah. my head, I jumped straight to whether, whatever yeah. you said or didn't say might yeah. jump straight to
2: like ethnicity right.
1: basically. Yeah.
2: That's what, that's what happens with most people. That's what happens with most people. So that's why, where we start in that we get the language and the rhetoric correct. Nationality is just your nation. And not sure what it is, go look at your passport. Right? <laughs> now, <laughs> it's true. Ethnicity now is um, an ethnic group Or ethnicity is a grouping of people who identify with each other on the basis of shared attributes that distinguish them from other groups, such as a common set of traditions, ancestry, language, history, society, culture. That's that's your ethnicity. So if your parents are all from Italy, right, you are Italian, Right. Now your parents could be from Italy, but your grandmother or your grandfather could be a Moor. Now you're talking about if you did a DNA test, we would see your your true ethnic ancestry of who you are. So places like Italy, for instance, you have a combination of nationality if you live there, but you also have ethnicity in terms of where your ancestry came. From. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of people mix this up. That's not a race. Same with my parents are from, from China. Well, I'm a black person living in China. My ethnicity will not be Chinese. My nationality would be though. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I'd be African Chinese. I'd be, I'd be a person of African descent living in China. So there's, it's hard because we don't understand the language. I can be Chinese by nationality, but I'm not Chinese by ethnicity. That makes sense?
1: Yes, that makes (laughs) sense. And I think I I told you, I started thinking about this because um, a group of my friends, they all went and got their DNA tests done. And one of my friends, his DNA test came back as, I think, 98.5% Jewish.
2: That's a tough one, yeah.
1: Yeah, so just, you know, it's like, yeah. that's really interesting because, you know, he is Jewish and his yes. parents are Jewish and his ancestors are Jewish. But that doesn't give us any information about where his parents may have come from on their journey to get to Canada because there's mm-hmm. Jewish people all over the place. You know, they could have been from Romania. They could have been from Germany. They could have been They're from Africans. Israel. They could have been yes. from Ethiopia, you know. Yes. There could have, so it's a very interesting
2: Yeah, it is. And it's funny you should say that because one time um, I wanted to get my blood tested to find out what my blood type was. And when I found out, uh, I started reading about the history. I don't know if this is true, but the origins of my blood type, they said it was one that was associated with Jewish tribes, Jewish nomadic tribes from way back. That's my blood type. Now that's not a DNA test. It's a whole other thing. I think a lot of the times... um, people don't know what the origins of certain societies and cultures um, and ethnicities are because there were black people in Russia. You see what I'm trying to say? So if you look up the original or the, and I don't like to say Aboriginal in this case, and I'll explain. If you look up the original ancestors to an area they may not fit the description of what they currently have miscegenized into today. That's where it gets complicated with DNA testing because really to fully read it and interpret it, it's the same as you getting your blood work done by a lab and you doing the interpretation of it versus a doctor doing it. Your doctor's going to know what those words and those levels mean. All the different little tiny ones. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm you're not going to understand that looking at that chart looking at the proper terms it's the same thing with sociologists and historians you may read this and this says oh um a hundred no 50 percent siberian but you don't know what siberian is and you don't know if it has measured original siberians were found in you which were of african descent you see what i'm trying to say So when they say everyone is black or everyone is African originally, it's true because a lot of the original peoples, if I get a a test back that says European, well, the original Europeans were of African descent. You know, you could put up pictures at this point if you were doing the video um, to show what an original European looks like and the fact that Europe was actually named after an Ethiopian princess, an Ethiopian princess. So... (laughs) We, we can't keep separating each other because we don't even understand our true origins.
1: I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is what I'm talking about, people. I'm telling you. Facts for not even days. Facts for years. Yeah. Right I, yeah. always, uh, I did not know that. that yeah. Time. And it is, it is very interesting because actually, so in that same group of friends that got the DNA test, one of my friends who thought that she was from Korea because she was adopted... From Korea by a family in Canada, she got her DNA test and she found out that she's actually barely Korean at all, maybe a few small percentages, and she's actually Vietnamese, Japanese, and Mongolian.
2: Wow, so
1: super interesting, right? And then when I was when you were talking about Siberian, I was thinking so many people in different cultures, so many cultures were nomadic and they mm-hmm. moved around everywhere too. So that also um, makes a huge. Um, that can make a huge impact too. So it's all, Mm -hmm. it's it's just fascinating. But I love like bringing it down back to like how we're all connected.
2: Yeah, we really are. So the thing is, it's like, okay, I'm um, I'm telling franchises business, but um, I think his daughter got a test back saying that he had Siberian in him, which is why I use that. So when I started to look up the original Siberians, they looked just like him. (laughs) Like It was really weird. They really looked... So
1: you said to me, because I was trying to figure out, again, so people always say to me that they don't think I'm totally European or something. They're like, you're something, you're something. I'm like, I don't know. But so my mother has very dark skin and dark hair, Mm -hmm. as does everyone on her side of the family who's Welsh. And I have to thank Mm -hmm. you for helping me discover this because you said to me, you are indigenous to where you came from. And Mm -hmm. so what I looked up, so my mother and my grandparents and all that side of the family, they're Welsh and they all have very dark skin and dark hair. And what Mm -hmm. I found out is actually there's a group of people in Wales. Whose DNA is Mm -hmm. over 10,000 years old, and they look very different from anyone else on the British Isles because most people Mm. in the British Isles have light skin and light hair, you know, Celtic kind of looking redheads and, you know, dark, you know, that kind of complexion. But these people in Wales, the reason that they have this dark skin and dark hair is they are related. Their DNA is very ancient, and it is one of the places they are related to, is Siberia.
2: Mm hmm. So
1: I'm like, I
2: gotta look up this Siberian thing now. That's funny, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We are so um, mixed up, for instance. um, I'm I'm trying to find you some pictures, but I will send it to you. But we are so diverse in terms of we we can't, we don't know what the origins are in order to be able to define them ourselves. So again, um, going back to what I was saying about like ethnicity, nationality, race, Um, nationality now we understand is the nation you belong to Um, and I like to say um, okay race would be like you have a cat right ethnicity would be like you've got brown cats gray cats white cats mixed cats right of different spots right but at the end of the day they're all cats Do you get what I'm getting at? And I think that's what people understand is like, we are all humans, but some of us are brown, some of us are white, some of us are Asian, you know, different traits. Some of us are mixed. Most of us are mixed, honestly. But that's what I'm saying. If we were different races, we would not be able to have children that can encompass both of our (laughs) Our genes and our DNA, because an elephant and a cat—they're not going to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. If it is, we need to go somewhere. Yeah,
1: no, we need to go somewhere. But, but we, it's we a need to some so What I what I remember learning in school, and this was like way long ago, like when I was a kid, was that there were five races. So there's like Caucasian, like mm-hmm. Asian, Black, and then North American, South American Indigenous, and then Aboriginal. That was what I remember learning but I guess that's race is not the correct term there. It would be...
2: Even when I first started studying about 25 years ago, there were four races. Okay. Caucasian, um, obviously, well, they would say it like this, Caucasoid, Negroid, um, um, Mongoloid, and um, Aboriginal. That's how they would classify it. But as time has gone on, even those have gone the way of the dodo bird, you know, because it's just like... <laughs> At the end of the day, there's not just four categories. There really just is one. And I said that, that you know, the basic way for me to explain it is like what I said, you know, you're not going ha- to cross species and make a weird animal, like half giraffe, half donkey, like it's not happening. But you can <laughs> you can have different colored donkeys making more little donkeys, you know what I'm trying to say? That is what I'm saying is people, people don't understand is there's a lot more, like these, these colors, that's what they mean by race is a social construct. And it was created, people say um, slavery came from racism, but slavery came from economics. People wanted free and cheap, forced labor to create their place, their world, their cities, their society. And so what they did was find people cons- that they can construct as the other to say they are different. We can justify our abuse and treatment of them to get what we need done because they're savage or they're lesser and we're going we're gonna to fix them. We're going to bring them up. It was something to justify the evils of greed and e- economics, And say, well, they're less than, they're not really humans, so don't feel bad about how they're being treated.
1: So I I never realized this, because this was never anything I was taught or was even Mm -hmm. in my mind ever in my life. But I've been Mm -hmm. hearing more and more about this Um, recently. I just saw an Instagram post from um, a nurse, and, and it was like a TikTok post that she made. And she's like, I'm white. I'm a nurse. And she said, even, and she was quite young. She was in her maybe 40, like maybe early forties, like tops. But she said that she read in her nursing textbooks that even to this day, that it says somewhere in there, and again, this is of course not true at all, but this is the Mm. idea perpetuated by people trying to justify their violence towards other people, that there was this belief that um, people of African descent, they didn't feel pain, they didn't feel (laughs) the same way, Um, all of these things. Like, are you familiar with this? Because I've heard more and more of this. Obviously, it's not true at all, but it's part of this dehumanization of certain groups of people, and I was... Again, thank God this has never been in my programming or awareness, but it's great.
2: yeah the key word is dehumanization if yeah. that yeah. the dehumanization thing happens twenty four seven it um even down to um the masculinization of black women as if You know, we're not the same sort of delicate flowers as every other woman that need the same treatment. Um, Dehumanization comes in so many forms. Yes, Black people don't feel the same amount of pain. So therefore, it's okay to inflict pain upon us because we don't feel the same things. Um, I had a... a psychology professor in my first year at UBC Psychology 101, and if I remembered his name, I would tell you. But he was a psychology 101 professor. Um, thought he was really something special, and he taught in his lectures at the University of British Columbia that black people were innately inferior and we had lower IQs. Um, this was done in my lifetime. Well, I had to sit in a lecture hall while other students awkwardly laughed and looked at me. My friend sitting next to me actually hit me in the arm because she was so. She, even know, she was Asian and not my best friend and somebody else, she didn't even know what to do with herself she just had this reaction where she punched me in the shoulder and was like embarrassed, you know what I mean when, when you have that awkward moment and literally a man is, is, is lecturing on our intellectual inferiority our innate intellectual inferiority as I graduated with honors four years later so like you know yeah. And I and literally was in a lecture hall of 300 people while this was being taught. So there's always been this thing to, to construct the other dehumanize them and therefore justify whatever treatment you want to bestow upon them. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> old.
1: And it's just like, it's, it's like, I, it's just mind boggling to me. Yeah. I mean, again, I guess too, I just don't, I don't understand. Sometimes I think there's, different kinds of humans, you know, because I just, hmm?
2: more so spiritually, you mean?
1: Yeah. Like spirit, well, even like, no, really, like, I know that this is the whole point here is that we're saying like, there's only one human race, but oftentimes mm. when I look at certain types of humans and what they do or think or believe, like, I just, I just don't know. Cause I think, you know, people like me or you, or like a lot of the people that we know, like, we just don't have that level of I don't know, ignorance or whatever. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's mind boggling to
2: me. It is, it is. And, and, you know, people got to understand that a lot of the things that we see in this world are um, in juxtaposition to European colonization. In other words, people and lands were discovered. They did not exist before Europeans came, found and recorded them. They were invented once Europeans found them. You get what I'm trying to say? Of course, that's why we have the the land that haven't been stolen from First Nations people. That's why we have land all around the world being stolen from indigenous people because people, life, and culture did not exist until they were discovered by so-called Europeans. And in fact... sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean,
1: this this was... um Again, I had no awareness of this because I was a child, but my last um, interview that I did was with my grade five and six teacher who was a black woman. And mm. she was talking about this play that we did in elementary school called Bridges. And now I remember us doing Bridges, but I don't remember this part because I didn't have awareness of this. I was like seven years old, you know, but I guess part of the the script within the play was Oh, when we got here a hundred years ago, there was nothing here. And then we <laughs> went to the bridges. And she was just like pissed. She was like, Oh my God, like h- talk about a complete dismissal of the indigenous people who already lived on the land here. Like you can't, can't say there was nothing here. In fact, the colonizers came and wiped out. I didn't even realize how, until recently, how many indigenous people they actually wiped out. Like millions and millions. Like the population of indigenous people in North and South America, should be way larger than it is. Way
2: larger. Same with the populations of, the population of Africans. If you look at the origins of slavery and look at what it did over the years, it depleted the population of African people by millions millions and definitely there are charts i can send you for that one as well but it's it's by millions um you know it's genocidal um and, and, and that's the thing too it's like when you look at the origins of words when you talk about aboriginal um if you break down the etymology it will say other than original do you get what i'm saying
1: yeah, but that that's interesting because <laughs> aboriginal is the original, aren't they?
2: Indigenous is the original.
1: Oh, indigenous. Okay, indigenous. We don't really, yeah. aboriginal is like a word that they use more in um, Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Really but people do aboriginal.
2: use it here. Yeah. Just the term alone, abor. Oh abor.
1: Right. Wow.
2: <laughs> you see what I'm saying Would you really say it? It really means other than original.
1: So this is interesting. And this, uh, this is just a question. and I don't know oh. actual, of course, if there's an actual answer on this or, or not, but like, because I've heard people say different things. So I think it's more commonly said that the reason why humans look different is because of their environment. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The more commonly like the reason why people maybe living in Scandinavia ended up with blonde hair and blue eyes is because of the climate but mm. is that true, or is there another because I've heard other things too around this. Are you familiar with any of this that- I've heard
2: I've heard um, different uh, definitions as to why you know our hair is the way it is because of the climate we were in and it was designed to coil up off the back of the neck in order to keep air circulating because we lived under such hot climates. Obviously, the, um, the uh, melanin in our skin was meant to protect us from extreme sun exposure. I, I, I've, I've heard these things too. Um, I do believe environment had a, had, had a, has something to do with human evolution in terms of what we look like. You know, if you're living, I, I look different here in North America than when I'm in the Caribbean. you get what i mean my skin changes and everything happens so you know um i do believe that's a factor climate and and environment is definitely a factor so yeah i have heard that before um again we're just so adaptable and and amazing and magical and magical the way we were all created do you get what i mean
1: well yeah and that is true actually because i remember one time i had a um a vietnamese lady that was I can't remember, she was doing my nails or something, but she was talking about how, so she was born in Vietnam and she has almost no body hair, like on her legs, arms, nothing, because in Vietnam it's hotter, it's a hotter climate. Right. But said that her kids have much more hair on their arm and legs and their body because they were born in Canada. And because that's actually the body's response to being in a colder climate is creating- We're
2: adaptive.
1: To, to, yeah, adaptive, to create warmth. So that's only one generation, you know, yeah. that she went like that to that. So it, if that is true, then, um, yeah, I guess that would make sense. I guess there's just, I don't want to get too much into wild, like, conspiracy
2: theories, but... You know, oh, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But but, um, because, like, mm-hmm.
1: why is there this one group of people that kind of, you know, colonized and terrorized everybody, including, like, other European first, and then they went and they terrorized and colonized, like, the rest of the world? It's it's very interesting, like, how did... It their, became
2: part of their culture. It's interesting, right? yeah. There's there's so many theories to that that I definitely cannot get into here. We
1: could go down a lot of rabbit holes. But
2: But definitely uh, the short answer would be that it it became a cultural way of life for a particular tribe of people. And maybe they felt they didn't have land of their own. Um, Maybe they felt that they didn't like the land of their own. So they went out to conquer and take over other people's lands. Um, They don't even know, I think, what they were going to find wherever they landed. I mean, it's not, that, it's not like technology now. Like, you know, people, people even named areas of the world incorrectly, like the West Indies.
1: No, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> They were looking for India, right? That was looking yeah. for India, and then they yeah. learned, and you know, and they saw some people, different-looking people, and they're like, "Oh, look, we're in India," you know. No,
2: we're in the West Indies. Well, is this, so is that the East Indies? Like, <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, you know, we've always incorrectly, or they've always incorrectly explored and conquered and discovered lands and named them things. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. But um, I was going to show you something here. Hold on a second here. Um, so here, um, more than 100 years ago, American sociologist W.E.B. Dubois was concerned that race was being used as a biological explanation for what he understood to be social and cultural differences between different populations of people. So that's basically what I had just said at the beginning. He spoke out against the idea of white and black as discrete groups, claiming that these distinctions ignored the scope of human diversity." I mean, right there, that's from W.E.B. Dubois. Um, if you've never heard of him, you look up his book, Souls of Black Folk. It's, it's, a, it's a literary uh, masterpiece, <laughs> it's, uh, at least sociologically speaking. So what do you think about that?
0: Well,
1: that's, that makes sense, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. isn't it just like the oldest trick in the book though, to divide and conquer, like to create separation between people in one way or another. And of course it's very easy to create and sort of natural in some ways to create separation based upon like a certain look, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, you look this way. It could be tall and short. It could be like bigger versus smaller, or it could be, you know, but the problem with all of this is that unfortunately it's it's very interesting that we even use this expression, like it's not black or white all the time in our, like in our, in our, our languaging. Yeah. And what's really sort of problematic about all of this is that we've come to associate sort of white is like purity and lightness and good. And then black is darkness and evil and like all of these bad things. And so It is deliberate, right? And that also gives rise to what we were just speaking about, this belief that somehow untrue, of course, belief that somehow there are human beings that feel pain less than other human beings, other than women, of course. The reason why women have babies is because they generally have higher pain thresholds, but that's like all women, regardless of their the color of their skin, right? But um, So that, I would love to talk a little bit about that too, because that is incredibly problematic. And unfortunately, that is like, Deep in the psyche of so many of us, because of the programming, which is untrue.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's just ironic that I started off as a sociologist and um, in school, and afterwards became a filmmaker or into um, you know creating content that way, because it's a reason why it's called programming on your television programming for a reason you are being fed especially even in movie theaters it's like hypnosis you're being fed what they want you to receive for an hour and a half two hours uninterrupted darkness around you you're zoned in and you're focused in on what you're being fed the history of film alone can show you astronomical amounts of racism that was so subtle that if you look back, I have a lot of friends who now look back on film, uh, television programs and, and films that were only 20 years ago. And they're like, oh, my God, how did that get made? Like, you get know what I'm trying to say? Because, you know, it, it, it's crazy. So we've been programmed, just to allude to what you're saying, to believe that Black is bad. Black is evil, black is negative. Not just black people, that's where it was coming to as well. But I mean, in general, from black magic to black cats, there's always been a negative connotation. So the hatred towards things that are identified or labeled as black is actually very subliminal. It's very subconscious. That's why there's a difference between um, racism and anti-blackness because that's something that we can't share in common with with other people of color with other ethnicities because even they on the sociological hierarchical scale of life rank higher than black so therefore they also ex- express anti-blackness do you see what i'm saying Thank do and that's
1: it i was actually having this discussion with a friend of mine the other day so I would say my first observations of like racism and discrimination was not black versus white but was mm-hmm. actually non white groups of people not liking and discriminating against other groups of people. So for example, like Vietnamese people that don't like Hindu like like uh, Indian people, you know, mm-hmm. that that type of a thing. And I said the word Hindu because they would say that in a derogatory Hinduism. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the correct you know, Hindu is a religion. It's a religion. Yes. Hindi is a language, but that's yes. not it's not correct to call, you know, they the were
2: they were associating it with it. the group of people in their skin color. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was my sort of first experience of that, as well as of course the the First Nations um um, that was you know i grew up at a school that was 30% first nations and the difference between the kids like the two groups of kids was very um was very apparent from echo yeah. but yeah, yeah so anti blackness is quite i mean yeah. i've had to correct friends of mine who are of you know like brown skinned like indian mm-hmm. their families came from indian where like they think that they can say the n word or they display like anti blackness and stuff like yeah. that And it's quite prevalent in South Asian culture as well, which is good to see. There are groups of, I've seen a lot more of South Asians for black lives and South Asians that are like more people who are aware and starting to raise awareness of that because it does, it does sort of exist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does exist.
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been to situations in Vancouver where, um, Um, you know, I visited my friend at her apartment where she was a student and, um, you know, they had a shared kitchen area and, you know, the owner who was Asian came down and was like, from now on, you have to keep your dishes separate from hers, from the rest of the kids, because I used a plate. I mean, that was like, not even 20 years ago. (laughs) That was like 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 it's an acceptable form of prejudice that I notice around the world and, and, and yet one that is not acknowledged. It's just not really acknowledged because it, people of color don't want to acknowledge the fact that they are also anti-black. There are black people who have been brainwashed to be anti-black because, like I said, I have a whole theory about that tonight and I can spot it anywhere. But it's very survival of the fittest though. It's very Darwinian. But I'll leave that alone. <laughs> I'm chuckling
1: because of there. I don't know if you saw any of those memes. There was that one black guy in the Capitol attack. He was like standing there in the
2: middle. <laughs> like, Why, Why were you there? This is not your fight. <laughs> I,
1: well, yeah, I know. But again, it was, you know, you've seen this, the, you know, there, and there was a lot of this. And I found that especially like last year with American politics, a lot of white people would use those kind of black people mm. as justifications for like, well, Trump's not racist because my friend's black and he supports Trump or like these types of things. Like <laughs> yeah. I so yeah. much of this. And there's actual people, um, you know, like some of, some like I've seen, I, I was actually looking at a woman's social media page the other day and she's, um, uh, what's her name? Candice, whatever her name is. A lot of, uh, she's. Oh, she's, yes. I
2: mean, yes. You don't yeah. want Candace yeah.
1: Owen? Yes. Yes. So she, I was very surprised to see that a number of people I know are following her. And then when I saw some of the things that she was going on about, and, you know, it's quite problematic, but it's people like her that they then use to kind of justify their, well, oh, she, like, she loves Trump. Like, she supports, but it's...
2: You want to get me off of social media in an instant just tell me something about Candace Owens I'll just leave I'll be like I'm done here good night because she is so problematic and sad this is a woman who sued for racism in her early career before she realized that being right wing was more profitable to her sued sued and won she was blue left democratic sued the system um, upon seeing reactions later on to other things that went on in her life, realized like I said, it was more profitable to make the flip and be that way, be the good Negro and the good example, and hate yourself and hate your people, and 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 not if she, if she had really good things to say, it would be received differently. It wouldn't be just received by hate groups. Mm-hmm. You know how you and know, I always talk about energetic things. When I said last time that this was months ago that I knew that. Uh, Trump supporters were not happy either because happy people do, don't behave that way, they don't post that way, they don't act that way. You get what I'm trying to say? Remember when we talked about that part? <clears throat> I do. Okay. That's her. She's not happy like this. She's she's founded in being nasty, rude, and whatever, and as opposed to speaking to people so that they can understand she's always angry, mean, condescending, and speaks down to other Black people. Like, we're all just um, garbage that wants to uh, be communist or something. Like, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy talk. And I think because I lived in another country, I'm sometimes able to sit back and look at this blue-red crap, this left-right crap, this red... And, and, it, and it baffles me how much people's identity, again, is sewn into these colors, sewn into these, um, these forms of identification, and just like everything is not just black and white, I mean, dear God, not everything's just red and blue. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say like it is, it's 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 mind-boggling, and I'd love, I'd love to say more about her, but I just don't give her much shine, time, or attention <laughs> because, again, I I do believe that she's there to gaslight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. People can be swayed for all kinds of reasons. If you yeah. give somebody money or an opportunity or a yeah. voice or whatever it is, I mean, people will very quickly turn against even the, the ones mm-hmm. who them just to get what they need for themselves. So, yeah. yeah,
2: but I I, yeah. No, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, I found that a lot last year. I found people, because when I would go on, like, I would say, like, you know, Trump is Obviously, like, he, he doesn't I, – I, and, I, I, you know, I would say, like, you know, he's racist or he's white supremacist or whatever. Or he's upholds yeah, yeah, that system. Yeah. He clearly doesn't care. I never heard him say yeah. a compassionate word about any of the events that happen when people are, like, getting shot while they're just running or sleeping in their bed yeah. or any of these things. And then people would always say to me those kind of Trump types or, you know, because unfortunately the spiritual community got infected with this really wild kind of like Trump supporting movement. But um, Mm -hmm. that's what they would say. They would say, Oh, but what about all these black people that follow Trump? Like, Oh, you're wrong. And, but it's very interesting.
2: They hate themselves too. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not about the political party. It's why are we the only people um, expected to endure disrespect in order to have economic progress. I say this to say, he, his party focused on business ownership, taxes, incentives, things like that, right? Things about, you know, I've helped the black community or, um, you know, you know, I want people to be self-sufficient and have small businesses, whatever, whatever that is, right. Why do I have to endure disrespect in order to be able to have a small business, I'm a black woman who's a business owner, but I'm also not here to be, to be seen as a deplorable, to be kicked off the field, to be told that all lives matter, to be told that I don't matter. I don't have to endure that in order for someone else wealthy to have tax breaks or to have successful business um, incentives. It doesn't make any sense. You see what I'm trying to get at? So there's some people that believe, well, I don't want to believe in in, in, in um, socialism. Again, I do not have to endure racism and disrespect so that you can make sure the country remains non-socialist. It doesn't make sense to me. The two aren't exclusive. I can want a non-socialist country. I can want to be a business owner. I can want all the, uh, the benefits of being, you know, of a certain class. And still not want to watch somebody swing a Confederate or a Nazi flag. <laughs> still not hate transgender people. Still not, you, you, see, you see what I'm trying to say? It's weird, it's not just cut in dry this way. And the fact is, it's very interesting to see the nonsense from all sides of why people hate each other. When you finally deconstruct this race crap, this and i say that on purpose i'm being irreverent to it on purpose you realize like no i'm not that different than you we might want some of the same things we might worship the same god we might cry over the same commercial do you get what i'm trying to say like it's really a nonsense lie and we need to go back to humanizing i don't have to agree with miss owens to know that she's a human being that doesn't deserve to have her life threatened, It doesn't deserve to lose a position because of her skin color. I don't like her, but I can at least be big enough to say, no, discrimination against one is discrimination against all. You see what I'm trying to say? But we, but we are not there as a, as a society. It's us versus them. You get what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that is also intentionally like that is intentionally put on us from so many different angles and you just nailed it. Like that is the evolution of humanity right there because we're not all meant to agree. We're not all meant to like one another. However, we can all respect one another and honor one another in our humanness.
2: That's it.
1: We can do it. It's impossible.
2: We don't have to be fearful of walking down the street or entering the store because of the color of the skin from anyone. Like, it doesn't need to be that way. Guess what? The person I voted for didn't win in 2016 either. But guess what? I still pay taxes to this country, don't I? I still can't commit crimes, can I? You see what I'm trying to say? You know, it's so silly that we, there's children who understand these concepts more. And honestly, the only reason you and I are different at all, sir, is because... Due to the hue of our skin, we've had different life experiences. That's it. We come from different backgrounds. That's it. But we probably hate the same stuff. We probably cry over the same stuff. We probably think the same shit is gross. We probably (laughs) think, you know what I'm saying? We can recognize an asshole as an asshole. We can recognize a good person as a good person. You get what I mean? But we've been programmed to see dreadlocks, or that's a threat, Dark skin, that's a threat. White skin, that's fearful. White skin, they, might, they may not understand where I'm coming from. Um, brown skin, well, obviously they're not that smart. And, um, you know, they're, they're, what did he call them? I don't know. From, what is it? He called them something about wanting to come into our country. They were rapists and murderers.
1: Oh, my God. Are we talking about Mr. T again?
2: (laughs) Like like, like you making these grand sweeping statements about people based on nothing. You cannot look at a group of people because they have brown skin and dark hair and say they are rapists and murderers and they have come here to destroy the country.
1: I know. Actually, it's really funny. Somebody sent me a a link yesterday and it was something to do with COVID and the coronavirus, but in the article they kept calling it the Chinese virus. I
2: hate every time he said that. I hate when people say that. I think that is so ridiculous. It is so it's just nice. sounds yeah. dumb. It sounds dumb, right?
1: It's so dumb and it's so like it was bizarro. I said to I said to the person who sent it to me, I said, This article is very strange. Like, why do they keep calling it
2: the Chinese always,
1: virus? Like
2: Always pay attention to that. The language, yes. yes. Always it didn't feel.
1: It felt very strange. I'm like, there's no reason to call it Chinese virus. You can call it COVID. Everybody knows what COVID is at, at this. So point. respectful.
2: Yeah, like I said, language on CNN is a lot different than language on Fox News. Pick which one you want to listen to. But they will. They will tell you a story, the same story, but the language on one network will be totally different. Who the who Fox News refers to as terrorists, um, CNN will refer to as protesters. Who. Um, who um cnn refers to as insurrectionists fox New we'll, we'll, we'll call patriots and they're talking about the same story
1: they, they are and it's just so wild because i think Wait. did you see that video about there's like a you know there's like a white woman and she's like crying and she's beside herself in tears and she's like president trump help us our country our country and like she's like in tears and i'm like what do these people think? I just, and again, it's like, they've been so brainwashed. I don't even understand what they think is going on. The only thing different that happened was that there was a change of leadership that takes yes. place and that happens every four to eight years.
2: So and all this any fear and pain. Yeah, all this fear and pain has been drummed up for four years. So now she's upset and she's distraught. And it's like, you know what, sweetheart? <laughs> I have never loved a Republican president as much as that. And I've never loved a democratic president as much as that either. I do not worship human beings. <laughs> That's a job position, ma'am. That's not God. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, all of it's crazy on, on any side. Like, it's all crazy. And, and you have to check your mental health when you've gotten to the point where you have risen a human being to that level of godhood that you're literally calling into the ether, save us. How is the person that created the problem supposed to save you from it? <laughs> Let me know. I'll wait. Right. <laughs> I think that is what, that's what we expect. Yeah.
1: I think that happens a lot. People are expecting yeah. problems to be solved by the, but it's like that saying, you know, we can't, we can't solve the same the problems with the same thinking that created them. Yeah. Nor can the people who created the problem solve the problem. They are are the problem.
2: (laughs) They are the problem. You know what I mean? So again, it's all, once we realize that we've all been screwed mentally, and it's not just now over the last administration, I'm talking about for decades, centuries, really, but let's go back to, you know, us and our parents' lifetime for decades. We've been screwed up. If we can really take a minute and say, listen, we need to relearn. We need to unlearn certain things and relearn together. Like all of us have to learn the same stuff. It makes no sense if you and I know it. And then the other 20 people around us don't know it. We're not, we're going to be fighting a battle that doesn't need to be fought. Do you get what I mean? We have to relearn the truth. I'm sorry if your world out there is shattering because you now know the truth is you're not superior based on your skin color. There's literally no scientific evidence for that. Sorry, your identity's crumbling. I understand. Take a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> but and that is part of the. But that that is again. That's all the the programming. And it's, yeah. It's so wild. I, I I just feel lucky. Like I I never had that programming, luckily, because my parents really? my parents always taught me everybody's equal. So no matter what they look like, no matter what religion they practice, everybody oh. is equal. Everybody deserves the, the same treatment. So never disrespect anyone, you know, based on Basically, and, and unless somebody disrespects you, that's the only reason we should ever. And I should I shouldn't even say we should disrespect somebody in return. But you know, we might need to defend ourselves, or we yeah. might need an action, Absolutely. something like that. But yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But I think it's really triggering for 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 white people um, to realize that they're racist. I think it makes them feel okay. Automatically, you're calling me a bad person, or you're misjudging me, or I've gone. You gotta acknowledge I've been through hard times too sweetie you have breath in your lungs i know you've been through hard times you have we all have (laughs) if you've taken a breath of air on planet earth ever i you've been through some hard times we get that um but the fact of the matter is you are racist and you are racist because you were programmed to be racist if you've ever crossed the street because a person's skin was dark you are racist You were programmed sometime along the way to believe that that black man has more of a potential or that black woman has more of a potential to to take your mind than the white man that's about to walk next to you right now. You don't know him from Adam either. Even something as subtle as that, racist. You see what I'm trying to say? I was walking with some white people in Vancouver after I had an audition once years and years ago. And it was an outdoor, there was an outdoor festival or something happening at the same time because we were doing the auditions at the rec center. Um, I think it's the one like downtown by the food markets or whatever, whatever. Like you're talking about by Hornby or something. It's like way down there. Anyways, one of the people, a white guy, he saw black guys jaywalking. There was other people jaywalking. You know when people are out in the sunny day in Vancouver, people do all the most? Yeah. (laughs) They just run around doing the most. He zeroed in on the black guys. And he's just like, oh, I just hate guys like that. This is a guy who liked me. So, of course, he liked me. He's not racist. So I'm sitting there looking at him, and he's like, I just hate guys like that. And I'm looking at him, what do you mean you hate guys like that? He goes, just look at them. They just walk around like fuck the world. Excuse my language. That's what he said. These were three guys crossing the street. You don't know him. This was a nice guy. This was a, I considered him a friend, and he was attracted to me but you just looked at three black men that you don't know anything about who did nothing wrong, who was crossing the street outside the crosswalk like everybody else. And you looked at them and said, I hate guys like that. Look at them. They just have this attitude like F the world. Well, geez, if I knew you were saying this type of crap about me without knowing me, I might feel F the world too. And they were not, they were just walking. That's what I'm talking about. If you've ever had that type of reaction to Anybody that's in other than your group, what you perceive to be your group, you're racist. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I was reading this something the other day, and they were just saying, like, it's like nobody wants to be called racist, right? No, Like, like the worst thing that like, but it's it's like on some level, everyone is inherently not racist, because you can you can explain this better than me, because um, you know, from you know what I understand is that white people cannot be racist towards black people because racism is systemic, right? White
2: people- yeah, it backwards.
1: Oh, I got it backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, of course I got it backwards. Sorry. I got it backwards. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes, black
2: people, can- this is triggering to people. Black people or people of color cannot be racist towards white people. They can have racial prejudices, they can be discriminatory, they can have biases, they can, have, they can be bigoted. But the is in racist, the ism in racism is just like women, cannot be sexist against men men are the one that hold a position of power so the ist or the ism is institutional do you understand what i'm saying it, it implies the position of power oh i, I understand and That's just language that's just language and because people don't know language they become offended i can have racial prejudices against you i can be biased against you i can have you know, like I said, oh, look at that scary white guy with the shaved head. He must be a Nazi. I could, can, I can say things, yes, that's prejudice. Yes, I've prejudged him. But the, the and, and by the way, that word ends in ICE. So i am like, oh, she's wrong. She said prejudice. No, I didn't say prejudiced. I said prejudice. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The ism in the is is actually institutional system. I
1: actually didn't even realize that the word prejudice is prejudged. Really? I didn't. I've never thought about that before.
2: You see why I emphasize language so much? Yes. Prejudice. So obvious. Is prejudging.
1: Usually I catch those ones. I'm, I'm fascinated oh. by language. And like I catch I, I, the English language. You can never
2: stop learning it. No. Like literally it's all like so much. Yeah. That's why I was saying, yeah, what I was saying earlier. It's really really
1: do get very upset about that. I actually corrected yeah. on that. Um, because there was something that happened and she, she, she was saying to me, you just have to accept that, um, you know, some BIPOC people are totally racist against white people and they hate white people. I said, yeah, they ha- hate white people, but they can't be racist against them. And I explained what you just yes. explained. It's and that was a big trigger. I got like, you know, a four page, don't educate me. Don't tell me what to think. I don't want to. It was another white person. You know, that was not, yes. it was because not. She, well-
2: yeah, no, and it won't be. And, and, and it's because she took it like, You're saying that I've never been wronged and I've never had a terrible experience and I've never been treated badly or discriminated against. But that's not what you said. I'm sure you've had all those experiences because again, you're breathing. But the fact of the matter is (laughs) the people of color, particularly black people, do not hold the position of power. And if that is offensive to you, just think about women who only make a percentage of what men make doing the same job, women do not hold the same position of power yet as men. So that's a man saying a woman was sexist against me. Well, I'm sorry, did she have the ability to negatively influence your life, like to negatively impact your life so that you could not make a living that you deserved? You could not get a job and a paycheck that you that you rightfully should have had. Like if she's in that position of power to do that to every man, well, maybe we have a new story. But the fact of the matter is, no, we know that women make less. We know that women hold less power in terms of corporate positions, even positions in government. It's so innovative and like, wow, revolutionary that Biden is hiring females for certain positions. We finally in 2021 got our first female vice president. I mean, guys, there's many countries throughout the world that have, have had female leaders for decades. Countries we consider ourselves superior to, yeah? More progressive than, right? But they've had female leaders. And all I could hear for the last few years in America was, I don't know if we're ready for a, a woman president. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't believe in sexism, right? We don't have the position to dictate that. You see what I'm saying? That's the same thing with race. Sorry, race,
0: <laughs> quote unquote.
1: <laughs> doing that quotation marks here. Yeah. So, <laughs> where did this? So, is like, why is this common misunderstanding? Like, why is this so misunderstood? Is it just because people don't know, or was this a deliberate sort of injection into people's consciousness to create separation?
2: Or yes. And, it- yes, and yes. Yeah. 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 It. it you know what? It fits people's, uh, certain people's agenda to have us all hate each other. It, it, It fits an agenda to have us fear each other. Just imagine how amazing life would be if we just didn't fear or hate each other based on stupid crap like how we look. I mean, it sounds simplistic, but think about it. Maybe we would be able to focus our energies on who's good and who's bad who's kind, who's evil, you see what I'm saying? Not about who's brown or black or white, like, you know what I mean? Maybe we'd be able to shift things if we said, okay, forget that these are just outward shells that, you know, the most high, whatever creator you believe in created to make the world a more beautiful, interesting, you know, like who wanted one type of flower for the rest of, of, of all eternity? I just gonna see a pink rose forever. No, maybe sometimes I wanna see something else. You get what I'm trying to say? If we took away all that nonsense that constructed the other, Imagine the things we could focus on and get done. Now, the elite don't want that. That's what I believe.
1: That is what, so I just, I was just writing about this the other day. I said, like, because the more I think about it, it's actually not the real, the only numbers we should be looking at are, like, the 99% and the 1%. Literally. That is the agenda of 1% is to keep everyone in the 99% Fighting amongst one another, bickering, believing in oh. separation, divide and conquer—all of this stuff. Because the mathematics is very simple. If we actually, even if a small percentage of us within the 99% of us actually could get together and unite and find a way to rise above, that's it. The 1% is over. It doesn't matter that they have the money. Yeah. It doesn't matter that because they're the man power, woman power, person power, human power can overcome all of that. In yes.
2: Ways. At the end of the day, what we're doing is fighting for equal treatment what human beings shouldn't fight for equal treatment we're not fighting for dominance you're having an adverse reaction to people who just want to be treated like you person holds the door open for you sir i want this person to hold the door open for me too i'm gonna slam it on my face i'm gonna feel some type of way it's okay that i feel some type of way because that's wrong you know, I, I'm trying to make it elementary. Do you get what I mean? It well, is
1: elementary. It's funny because yeah. one of my friends is like has a wonderful daughter who's very high spirited. And mm. um, she said, you know, her daughter's having some problems in school. Um, she's got a lot of energy. But there was an incident the other day where the little girl spat on another kid. But I said, why did she spit on her? Well, because yeah. the other girl called her stupid. Mm -hmm. So I said, that's where we have to have some compassion for this other little girl, because yes, she spit and that's wrong, but that was a legitimate reaction. Her being called stupid by another person, by another child that's supposed to be her friend and her comrade. She was
2: hurt, yeah. Like I said to someone the other day, how are you having a reaction to my reaction to you? (laughs) (laughs) You did something to me and I'm reacting, now you have a reaction to my reaction. Like that is ridiculous because um, you down inside, you don't believe I deserve to have a reaction.
1: Yeah. And there's so this, let's talk about this for a second, because yeah. I want to talk about this. So why is it that when I, as a white woman, talk about anti-racism and all of these things that we're talking about here, I get praised. Okay. If you look at my comment <laughs> section, if you look at me, well, I'm so proud of you. Like it must take you so much to talk about all these things. Why? What, what is it costing me other than my social media page? Like, which is I just switched up my content because that was what, you know.
2: highlighted even deeper. Okay, so you're praised for that, right? So let me put up the same exact post to see what I get. Oh, you have an attitude. You got a trip on your shoulder. <laughs> you're the, you see what I'm saying? You're just an angry black woman. I literally could copy and paste your post and put it on mine, put my picture. And I would get a reaction <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you noticed that. I love that we can laugh about it. It's not funny, but it's funny. You get, we're friends. We, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's, but it's facts. You'll get praise. The things you'll get praised for, oh my God. It happens on a macro. I always talk about things on macro or micro levels. It happens on a micro level. I've seen instances where I went away with some friends once years ago on a ski trip. I was the only black woman. She was, there was a white woman. The rest were black males. These black males were so brainwashed in their head that i was the one that was doing most of the cooking and cleaning like the kitchen work literally she would sprawl out she was she was white she would str- sprawl out on the couch and sleep four day trip <clears throat> on the last day of the trip she helped cook some dinner and everyone kept talking to her about oh my god it's so sexy that you like you can cook and you can clean which is sexist in itself but the, i'm sitting here like sweating I've been doing it for four days. And she was the one getting all the praise for being able to help clean up. Because she didn't cook. I cook. I was a better cook. She was like my helper in the kitchen that one time. And you should see these fools praising the shit out of her for helping out in the kitchen one time. I just looked at them like, really? That is my life. I, oh God, I hate saying this. I've had... (laughs) I love all of everybody that listens to sugar water and participates in sugar water. You know, I do. I've had people come on and do 10 minutes on my show and receive more praise than I had received doing the show for 10 years. Don't know what that is, but it's like, you do not want, it's like this innate reaction to celebrate whiteness. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it does make sense. And I think that is why white people get so triggered, right? Yeah. It's because they feel like something is going to be taken away from them. And in a okay. lot of cases, it's actually something that they were never even consciously aware that they had in the first place. No, they, didn't. they didn't have to think about it.
2: Well, maybe it's because whiteness is held in such high esteem that when y'all do something that's an everyday task for us or an everyday activity for us, it's seen as oh, how magnanimous of you to come down off the pedestal and join the rest of the mortals. You You get what I'm trying to say? Like how great is of you to lower yourself and do the grunt work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I feel there's, there's something there with that. And it's like, it's so beneath you so that you you coming down off the pedestal and doing it, wow, you are an amazing human being. So humble. <laughs> like, it's like, it's weird. It is. I, weird. I've never experienced it, so I can explain it. I've never had that privilege. I've never had that.
1: It, it, it's weird. I mean, I noticed it because, um, so I've always had this sort of um, toss up in myself. It's been hard for me for so many different reasons. Just this feeling like I'm you know obviously I'm an artist and that's one thing but then like because I'm in the healing world and then I'm like kind of an activist and I feel really strongly about social justice I never knew how to bring them together and I felt like oh and I noticed for the longest time especially since I've been on social media I can post a joke or a pretty picture and get so many likes and then I make like an activist type post and it's like crickets you know it's like no because people don't want to people don't want to hear about you know difficult things or they just don't want to hear about it for whatever reason Last yeah. year for me, 2020 sprung mm-hmm. me into action and all of a sudden I saw the, I can't separate those two things anymore. I am both, I can be both, and that's okay. And so I expected that when I started speaking a lot more publicly about a lot of the stuff I talk about now, that Mm -hmm. I was going to get backlash. I was prepared for that. I was prepared for, you know, I I did, I have had a lot of white women unfollow me, that's for sure. But um, Mm -hmm. I was expecting backlash. I was expecting, no. And all I got was praise. And so that's why I I started noticing. I was like, wait a second. Because I'm like, you're going to get, you're going to get called angry black woman, And I get Mm -hmm. praise. So like, mm -hmm.
2: What is this? I just got something to my spirit as we were talking. I wrote it down and it was her actions are seen as charitable. Yes. But She doesn't need them. Your action would be seen as complaining. That's what I just heard while you were talking. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, and there's actually, that's a really great point because I've actually seen, um, I think it was uh, Rebecca Barucki is her name. She's an author and she mm-hmm. writes books. she's mixed, but she's a real strong anti-racism advocate. Right. And she was talking about normalize, not calling it charity, because it's actually not charity. It's not
2: charity at all.
1: You giving back, it's like of the privilege, of unearned privilege that you have. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's not always charity in every case. And that was really, wow, that's really, that's really,
2: Yeah. yeah. So we must be on the same way because that's what came to spirit just now was like, when she does it, she's seen as charitable and magnanimous and fighting for a cause that will not benefit her directly. Yeah. You do it. You're seeing as asking for something that you don't deserve and you're complaining that you don't have it and you didn't earn it. Wow. And, and yeah. I, I think
1: yeah. it boils down to, because I've noticed this in my own life with just different circumstances is that people have a general lack of compassion and oh they have a lack of ability to empathize with a struggle or an issue or a problem that isn't theirs. And I've experienced this many times where I will express something that I think I'm like expressing a situation where I was wronged or I was like harmed or I was the victim or whatever and then I get shit on for it. And I'm like what is this? And I'm like uh, this was going on in a in a com- in a debate I was having on Facebook and I actually set that parameter. I said Anybody who's going to laugh at me within this situation of sharing my story of being a victim inside what we were talking about at the time, I said, don't even bother answering me because I don't want to hear it. That actually says more about who you are as a person, whether you agree with my stance or not. If you can't listen to the story of another human being suffering wow. and have compassion, that is ultimately, if you take apart every, all of this, that's sort of where the, the problem lies. Yeah. And the yeah. of it is like, and, and no,
2: I think no, really I'm empathetic. very empathetic. What's that? I mean, you already know me. I'm very empathetic.
1: Oh, well, of course you are.
2: Yeah, I feel really People who have
1: been through stuff are yeah. generally more empathetic. Okay, yeah, once you go through stuff, if you're, if you, even if you don't heal from it, hopefully if you have some form of intelligence, but this is the thing, it actually takes intelligence to be empathetic and compassionate okay, because okay. you have to be able to – so, like, I, I'm not black, but I can – empathize with the struggle I understand it because as a human being I know that is wrong nobody should ever be treated differently because of the way that like that's just wrong straight up I don't care if it's black native american I don't care if it's no special treatment it doesn't matter yeah we should all just treat each other well period but I've noticed that People don't have, so many people lack this ability to be empathetic. And that is a problem.
2: <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think we nailed it. I think after, you know, you know, talking and, and, and going through the definitions, at the end of the day, it's really perception. Perception. One, not being perceived as the same equal amount of human. You might be perceived as 100% human. I be, might be perceived as 75. Not being seen as 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 um, somebody who deserves equality, being seen as somebody who has to earn it or fight for it versus someone who is naturally, it's equality is is your birthright. And therefore you fighting for someone else to have it, therefore you are the magnanimous charitable person. You see what I'm trying to say? I think that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, People think that we are all fighting for something that we do not deserve. And if we get it, it's because it was given to us out of charity.
1: Well, and this is we're sort of go, like going into like this idea of reparations to me, which yeah. to me makes perfect sense. Like, of course, of course there should be reparations. Listen. Like, hello. Like <laughs> to me, it's like a no-brainer. I'm like, what? Yeah. But the yeah. fact that people would get even triggered about this or upset about this. And again, it's like, it's almost like there's this lack of awareness or maybe because there's so much shame and so much guilt. And there's so many layers of stuff there that people can't see that it's like, wow. And then the thing is, is that people with privilege, the more privileged somebody is, the more, the less likely, like they get upset about the smallest things, you know, the littlest thing. It's like, oh my God, if their coffee isn't the right way, they have a, it's like, you know,
2: entitlement.
1: Yes. It's entitlement. And yet they, so this person's angry because their coffee isn't the right degree that they wanted it to be like, maybe it's two degrees too hot or cold. And that's enough to like, just throw the whole day off or, you know, and yet they can't find an ounce of compassion or empathy for somebody who's like, been through slavery for example like this is a sickness
2: a person that was held back generationally you're fine with it as long as your coffee is hot exactly you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) at the end of the day also what comes it comes down to entitlement it's a sense of entitlement you were entitled to the privileges no you weren't you weren't and that's okay, not saying you're a bad person, not saying your grandma was a bad person. What I'm saying is the times there are changing and we are entitled to equal treatment, equality. And there's a group of people holding on to it, like they own it, they possess it, and you're not gonna take it from them. Really, okay. <laughs> that's the problem we are seen as people asking for something we don't deserve and are not entitled to so how dare us <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it's, uh,
1: it, i mean even i remember thinking this my whole life like i remember when i first found out about you know the african yeah. trade and being like horrified by it and and even like i remember my thought like even however old i was when i was young i was like well even how about to start, like, what about a formal apology? What about a, like, that's not enough, of course, but I don't think that's ever even happened, has it? No. There's never I mean, been a formal, like, of a word. Like, you know, that's what I kept saying about Trump. I'm like where are the words from a leader of, and that's why I knew like anytime somebody told me they supported him, I'm like, this is a man who's supposed to be a leader of his country. And there's people out there getting mauled in the streets and he can't even like get on the mic and give a compassionate, like statement, like advising or supporting those people. Like it's just ridiculous.
2: Like what's hard to understand that it hurts us when a 17 year old can't go to the corner store at night wearing a hoodie because it's chilly carry nothing but Skittles and an iced tea and that a strange man hunting him down and murdering him before he's even old enough to vote and then that same man gets off and then later has been involved in multiple other domestic violence and other different, you know, um, ins- instances. What's hard to understand where we're upset about, what we're upset about. Where is, where is the disconnect? That's what I'm trying to say. like, Again, and then, of course, the, the, the right-wing news media want to come out and demonize the child. How do you demonize? Forget the color. How do you demonize a 17-year-old that carried no weapons and had no, no, no history of violence? How do you demonize? I don't care if that teenager was white, with black eyeliner, looking emo, with a mohawk. He would not have deserved to die that way and his killer get off either. Because you don't understand the punk or emo or whatever alternative culture he belongs to does not mean that he would have deserved to fight for his life and die as a 17-year-old child. What's the disconnect? What's so hard to understand? But it was okay for Trayvon Martin. What don't you understand about the fact that a woman was in her home sleeping was in her bed was in her home who has actually been given awards for her service why would you have to demonize her and say well she was a drug dealer i'm sorry was she in the middle for she was not but was she in the middle of a dangerous drug transaction right there no she was in her bed so again when you justify the killing of us it's because we are less than and we don't deserve justice if you saw a white woman and she was brutally raped and attacked, it's not okay to say, well, she, wear, she wears sexy clothes and she's had multiple sex partners, but that's what the media does. I don't care if the check was counterfeit, the $20 check. Execution was not the answer for George Floyd. That, the punishment don't fit the crime you see what I'm saying? But when someone's less than human, stepping on their neck like you step on a bug, that's fine. It makes sense. It's justifiable because he tried to, because he's a bad person, that the punishment fit the crime, he tried to cash a $20 check that was fake. You see what I'm I'm saying? We're 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 messed up.
1: Even that we were inundated with the footage of that, I didn't watch it, but I, yeah. I just I can't watch anything violent. But even that, that the footage of that, we were inundated with that, and people then continue to see this visual of that you know, that shade of a body being treated that way or like these things that we see all over and over again. Like this is all part of part of the conditioning. And I've said this before that I feel that it's like a it's like a psychopathic agenda that's like at play, you know, and it's to continue that the mentality and then that creates more of it because especially people who aren't mentally balanced in in various forms, you know, they, they watch this TV, they watch this programming and they will take that in. And then we see more and more of these actions taking place ever like boom, 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 boom. Of course. Well, because people get that in their mind and then they will reenact that. So it's scary.
2: Yeah, it is. We have to be reprogrammed all of us. We all have to be reprogrammed because again, we call ourselves civilized. We are in a civilized society. Is it civilized to execute people without a trial for crimes that are like literally nonviolent? That's a civilized society. Okay, you don't like that he tried to cash that check, arrest him, arrest him. You didn't need to kneel on his neck till he was dead. You get what I'm trying to say? Near neighborhood watch people, you see a suspicious team. Call the cops. Okay, he did call the cops. Yeah, what the cops told you to stand down. No, you know better. I'm going to eradicate this problem. Ahmad Aubrey went for a jog. He walked through an uncompleted house. (laughs) My house before it was finished being built. Do you know how many people walked through here nosy in my house? Literally, (laughs) the builders showed it to us as a joke on on the cam. I could tell which neighbors from across the street went through this house before it was finished. Should I have had them chase them down and shoot them because they were trespassing? It doesn't make sense. Y'all gotta make it make sense. Now, until you can make it make sense for us, we're not, we're not stopping. I'm not going anywhere. You gotta make it make sense.
1: <laughs> you, 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 it doesn't make
2: sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. The byproduct of the conditioning is that unfortunately yeah. people have been so conditioned. From mm-hmm. such a young age with so many things that they can't even see. That and that's why yeah. it kind of gets scary. It's like they can't even they're they're not even able to see it because it's almost like the blinders are there or the programming yeah. is already so deep that oh, they yeah. can't even it's
2: embedded. Program. It's embedded. Yeah. It's embedded. Yeah, like all the codes. Like I said, all this language all means something. Embedded, coded. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> You have that master code inside of you and you need reprogramming. These people, need we all need reprogramming. Because again, just as much as the people around me while I was growing in Vancouver needed reprogramming on how to talk and deal with me, I subsequently needed reprogramming on how to talk and, and deal with myself because of it. So there's a lot of damage. Women need to be reprogrammed on how they feel about themselves because of the men that were programmed to hate them for nonsense. You see what I'm saying?
1: Well, yeah, we all need to be reprogrammed because, and it's for different reasons for everyone, but we've literally been taught to, to hate ourselves pretty much, everyone. And this is something I, almost every client I work with almost because, you know, self esteem almost invariably comes up with almost every single person that I work with. And it's been a big thing for myself as well. And I always just sort of wonder like, well, why, why do we hate ourselves so much? But I don't think human beings would be in so much hatred of themselves if it wasn't for all of this. Stuff that we've been spoon fed from yeah, the time it. that we were, yeah, the, you yeah. know, from the time that we were small, and even again, like even some of the people who appear to be at the, you know, or that we perceive to be, they're also having their own struggles inside of the, with their own self hatred. So again, it's like ninety nine and the one percent. And the one percent, oh my gosh, they they probably I don't even know what they're. These people, I'm like, are these people <laughs> human? Because it doesn't make <laughs> right
2: sense. for real. Have, Have you, you ever read like, the, the Willie Lynch, Lynch letter? letter? It, it, it's literally, I think it's titled "The Breaking of a Slave." You know, it was just, it was there was an actual document written out on how to break black human beings and make them into slaves, and it will explain a lot if you get to read it. It's generational. It's genera- It goes on and on. And why can't you, you know, achieve this and achieve? Sir, we are not starting from the same starting point. You know, it's like I made a joke, well, not really a joke last time on the air. It's like you got a white person, you got a black person. The white person, you put two bricks on a, on, on a, on a, on a slab and say, if you lift this, you'll get a prize, okay? The black person, you put 20 bricks on it, and you say, if you lift this, you'll get a prize, right? Well, black people said, (laughs) and they weren't expecting that. It was a heavier lift. But we did. And now you're mad because you owe a surprise.
1: (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I see exactly what you're saying. It's absolutely true. You know, yeah. like you said, if you're breathing, you got issues, but you know, if you're breathing, you got trouble and yeah, in, yeah it's just one extra thing. I mean, cause I, I do, I, I know lots of white people who've been through all kinds of stuff and <laughs> they're still, uh, including myself and there's still this extra added benefit that we have that like, we probably don't have to be as afraid when we walk out on the street women of course always have to assert oh fear, but you know there's like you know there's a lot of things and a lot of benefits but again because it's so unknown to people because unless they but i find people just get like the more i started talking about this with people like I, a lot of white people do not um i have a lot of friends who are white people friends who are very aware and are you know similar to me and all on the same page and a lot of people they don't like it that's like yeah the, like,
2: Right. Well, the ninety-nine percent. We're all, the ninety-nine percent, regardless of color. We're all in the same race. We're all in the same battle. Right. The race. The running of the race. Not just color. Right. <laughs>
1: and hold on. Is there a connection there between the words? Like, why? Why is race and race? Is that? Is there a connection there?
2: um i feel like there is but you have to sort of break down the two words i always that's why i I said it like that you know so we're all in the same race we're all running the same race and um (laughs) the thing is is what our white counterparts brothers and sisters right that identify as white you just gotta understand that we don't have to run the same obstacle course the same race we're not saying that of course you do The difference is I might have a 20-pound pack on my my back, right? Or I might be starting from half a mile back. I'm not saying you're not in the race. (laughs) You are. The 99s, we're all in the race. Just some of us have a different starting point and a different haul. That's it. So love your brothers and sisters. Maybe help them carry a load. Maybe say, you know what, to make it fair, I'm going to step back there with you too. Or, hey, let them up here. If I'm going to win, I want to win fair and square. That's all. I mean, try that analogy in your head for a minute. True champions like to win fair and square. They don't like to win over people that have a dis- disadvantage.
1: Yeah, Amen. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. And I think I, think I told you this. That the, like last year, I had this sort of vision when I was meditating. And it was, it was sort of in this analogy of like, human beings being like a tree and each part of the tree was sort of representative of a different group of of people. But I saw that the certain groups of people were like certain groups of the tree, for example, black people, other, other, you know, groups of people that have a more difficult time that part of the tree tree was sort of having a harder time was maybe you know drooping but what was needed was for the other parts of the tree because that's actually how a tree works right it's like if you have one dead branch or one thing it's it takes away from the whole but what's needed is the parts of the tree that have more energy and more to give to give and that was what would balance it out so that's actually what needs to happen. Like I was, I was speaking with a good friend of mine. Um, we went for a walk a couple weeks ago and she is not, not white. You know, she's um, her family came from India and Fiji, you know, a very beautiful dark skinned woman. And, and we were talking about sort of political stuff and she's like, I don't know. I'm just not really into this right now. Like I just want to meditate. I said, you can meditate. I said, go ahead. It's not, it shouldn't be your time to do the work. Actually, the time now the people that need to do the work are the people who have had this unearned privilege all along, you know, Mm -hmm. and they have to listen to the people that are, you know, it's not, because that's otherwise it's colonization, which white people have done everywhere, right? It's like they went all over the world and sometimes under the guise and probably well-meaning helping, some of them, some, Mm -hmm. not all were terrible conquerors, you know, some actually Mm -hmm. went in with well-meaning intentions and made Mm -hmm. off in a lot more problems because they didn't actually listen to the people who perhaps you know needed something and it can be also argued that you know maybe nothing is needed or nothing is wanted and that's fine but that's also a matter of listening right it's like do you want my help no okay cool you know i'm here if you want it you know
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's funny it's when you're talking i'm also getting another image of race racing right think of us in a society as A big team that has to cross the finish line, right? You might be the first to cross. You might cross it for me, right? But if I'm on your team, the win does not count until I cross too. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's it. We all got to cross. You you think you won because you got there first, but you, your win don't count until everybody crosses. The last member of your team has to cross the line. That's who counts for the win.
1: Good one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try and think of images for people to, <laughs> to see where I'm coming from.
1: No that that's yeah. a very that's a very good one, and it's yeah. true as well. It's, it's just that thing. It's like you know nobody's free until we're all free.
2: Exactly. It's not that I'm going to be like, you know, you don't have to be grudge or be over there stopping and say, oh, I made it here first. And I do Sir, you started from over there. I'm coming. Maybe you want to help me across the finish line. But again, your win, your win don't really count until the last member crosses.
1: Well, and then that brings us to, like, we're talking about, like, winning first, last, you know, that biblical quote, like, the first shall finish last, and the last shall Mm -hmm. finish first. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying this to people, I'm like, the the flip is coming, the switch is coming, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is, well, because what do we know about human beings? The people who have been through the most, who have endured the most and have found the ways, it's like your, your example with the bricks there. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're carrying, you shouldn't have to carry 20 bricks, but if you yeah. can carry those 20 bricks and still get as far or as farther as the person carrying the two bricks, then actually you become the stronger one. You are the stronger one. And
2: that's my default. Not because you wanted that to be that way. Yeah. No,
1: but that's just kind of, that's sort of the way that things happen. So then- the more that we see more healing more 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 you know more of this evolution and healing taking place we're and we're already seeing it the the That's is going.
2: just just think about it I win, you win, you win, I win, um and this sort of um it's mine, it's mine, give me, give me, I'm scared that if you cross the finish line means I no longer get the price you know that that mentality gotta go it's bad, it's lies, just imagine that. You know, the presidency was more like a sporting event. You know, we're all there to have a good time. I voted for this team, you voted for that team, your we team won. You know what? Congratulations. Guess what? Let's go back to real life now. It didn't need to be this. I mean, children can get that. You know. And to make it more sophisticated, like like let's talk, like what we're doing, let's have a conversation. Not an inflammatory conversation. I mean a real I'm a solution oriented person. If we're not talking about something that's going to lead to solution, you're literally wasting my time. That's how I've always been with any argument. Like, okay, yes, let's argue. Okay, but let me know when you're done so that we can come up with a solution now. (laughs) That's how I think.
1: Is that not just the insanity of human beings right there? Is that they will argue until they are blue in the face, until they've used every single bit of energy they have over, like for what? Like just to have a belief about something. And a belief is just a belief. And so much of all of this comes from belief. We were sort of talking about that earlier. You know, people always use this expression like facts, facts. And they say this about things that are, I'm like, no, that's not a fact. That is a belief. A fact is something different. A fact is something that you can actually like verify that, you know, it's actually true or real or whatever. But people mix up their
2: beliefs. Language.
1: Always.
2: Yes, language. And what
1: people believe to be factual in many cases is incredibly problematic.
2: Yes, absolutely. And as I always say, I've coined this, I've said this many times, I believe, so he believes, that's my belief system, <laughs> that every single conflict on the planet can be summarized by this. An argument is one person believing they are entitled to something else from another person that they are not getting. One group believing they're entitled to something from another group and they are not getting it. they you're like, well, how does that make every argument? One person, I believe I'm entitled to money that you owe me and I haven't gotten it, I'm upset. Relationship, I believe I'm entitled to your love And I haven't gotten it the way I want it, and I'm upset. I believe I'm entitled to that job position, and I have not gotten it, and I'm upset. Every conflict is, I believe I'm entitled to something from you, from outside of myself, from you, and I'm not getting it. Respect is one of those things. I've had. Friends, be mad at me because you don't love me. Who told you that? No, I don't love you the way you want and you believe you're entitled for me to love you the way you want me to, the way you want me to, and you're not getting it so you're mad at me. You're not looking that I am loving you. You see what I'm saying? The fact of the matter is it all boils down to a sense of entitlement when you talk about conflict. So my whole thing is I am entitled to say my opinion, but I am not entitled to have you agree with my opinion. You get what I mean? So if I believe that I need and I am entitled to validation from you, that I'm gonna be, and I don't get it, and I don't receive it, I'm gonna be mad at you. When we let go of entitlement, and I think that's part of Buddhism too, when you let go of a sense of entitlement, just imagine how freeing that would be for everybody. I'm entitled to be above you. And I'm not. You're fighting, you're resisting my superiority. So I have a problem with you. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's, it's sort of related to Buddhism because there's like an attachment there. Entitlement Mm -hmm. is a deep, it's like Mm -hmm. beyond attachment. It's even more than attachment because Not only are you just attach, attached to something, but you actually mm-hmm. like think that you deserve that or that that' yeah, is the yeah.
2: now there are things in life I believe people are entitled to. I believe that children are entitled to be fed and to be educated and to have shelter. I believe that everybody's entitled to medical care there's things I do believe that everyone is entitled to, and therefore when they don't get it, they should be upset about it but that's what I mean every conflict comes down to entitlement versus Anger about it. You see what I'm trying to say? Some anger is justified. So don't get my words wrong. I, I, some, some entitlement is justified. Every human being should have food. Everybody, you, you get what I'm saying? Shelter, medical care, education, these things. But what you're not entitled to is to get the job because your skin is a different color than mine. You're not entitled to have me be okay with the fact that I was robbed. Or that I was not treated fairly. You're not entitled for me to be like, it's totally fine. You see what I'm trying to say? And once we let go of all of that and realize, you know what? This man, this woman, this child is just as entitled to to fight for the opportunity as I am. Wow, look how peaceful that would be. They're just as entitled to live in this neighborhood. They're just as entitled to go to that school. Gee, I don't have to feel like I'm the holder of the keys and that I must hold them. And if I give something to someone, it's charitable. Hmm. Yeah, I think that we need to start looking more within. <laughs>
1: absolutely well that that is the solution to everything and again but it takes some awareness it takes some intelligence it takes some because some people aren't even capable of doing that
2: no Um, it's weird right yeah it's
1: weird but also you know again this is why sometimes I'm like are you sure there's only one race because I think there's different kinds of humans and not because of our skin color that
2: that would be it yeah that would be it I I hate to say this, but look at, um, like the, I don't I'm not a Trekkie, but like Star Trek and Star Wars and stuff. Right. Yeah. How they do it. They meet other alien species. Those are different races. Yes. Right. Humans versus Klingons or something like that. Yeah. I don't know the other people in those shows, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, that's what, that's a good example of race. Klingon, human. They don't say, well, that's a white human and that's a brown human. And that's a yellow human. And that's a pink human or blue human. No human. Klingon, of where they have like Vol- Vulcan or something. They, you know, they, it's based on other species from other planets. You are a human being walking around on the planet Earth. You are a human. That's your race. Amen. it. Uh, <laughs> we
1: are human. That's why. Yeah, I know. Like a, I've had this conversation before. Maybe the only thing that's ever going to unite us is the aliens. If the
2: aliens I mean, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The construction of the other. other. An other. Once we find an ultimate other, oh, watch humans come together.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe if there are, like a lot of spiritual people talk about, like galactic help from other, you know, universes and other planets coming, so maybe that's what they're planning. Mm-hmm. But um okay wow what a there's so much here thank you so much for oh, thank you. i know there's so much more um, yeah, but right. i think this is more than enough for everyone to digest for the moment yes. just like yeah in case you didn't get the memo the overriding conversation the overriding point of this whole conversation is there is one race
2: it is, that is it that is the nutshell and um you don't have to listen to the thing I said I am not an authority on anything I'm just here you I'm just- are.
1: Oh, no, no no I'm not gonna let you say that she is an authority <laughs> you're an authority on many things that's why I I, I love talking to you and I, I I love having you back here and I'm sure this is not the
2: last time and no you know, I love just like I love you have being on our show you're always welcome and because you know we're not just politics we're spirit in yeah. fact you can tell by our friendship we're spirit first
1: Absolutely. This is is really important to just have these conversations. These are conversations that have to be had because people shy away from these conversations. So maybe if people aren't willing to have these conversations yet, they can listen to one and, and learn from there. And I... I hope that people find ways to try to have conversations like this with people because I believe that is a big part of healing, just talking to one another and listening, everybody.
2: Listening, conversing. (laughs) And, and And try this. How about we try in 2021 to detach from our emotions a little bit? Let's use our heads a little bit and hear each other. Write it down. Be logical, hear your points, hear her points, hear my points, right? And use reason. How about we use some logic and reason? Let's try to not have, I know emotions are a beautiful thing, but let's try to not have a certain emotional knee-jerk reaction to everything. Here, don't be afraid of what you hear. Don't be afraid to listen.
1: Well, that is actually... I was, I was shown this in a, in a vision last year, like that is actually consciousness. And I was shown like, that is the, that's the difference between like a bug and a human, for example. So like a Mm -hmm. bug has no consciousness. They just like buzz around, do whatever they're programmed to do and they die. So the difference between certain kinds of humans actually is consciousness because it is only a loss of consciousness that would have you, for example, kill another person. Why? Because you completely lose your mind so much. You're so out of your own being and
2: emotional reaction,
1: emotional reaction. So that is why, and it's so funny because this is what's come up with some other parents that I've been talking to this week about how we're dealing with our kids is like, wow, this is why it's so important that we learn these things when we're young. Yeah. Some people never learn these things and then they turn into very scary, big adults and in America with guns that are reacting. They have really? no clue how to respond to a situation because when you have emotional intelligence and you know yeah. all of these skills, we can learn to respond so that we don't react. So this yeah. is all... Um, Uh, So much, so much work to be done. Thank you so much for coming. everybody. Please tell everyone where they, so I had no idea. I was on her show the other night and there was a hundred thousand people. And that was a small number from what I understand. So tell us about Sugarwater Radio and where can they find you?
2: Oh, well, sugarwaterradio.com. We are in, on tuned in. Uh, Franchise knows more than me. I'm terrible. He's a technical person that sees all the behind the scenes. Let's put it this way, Surya. Last week, for the first time, I realized that our show and our content was in nine different countries. (laughs) Like, I was just like, what? Like, they were, and and Frances was showing it to me like there were some in, like, I don't know. It was all over from, from England to France to Korea to whatever. So that's where the numbers on the back end come from, is that... um. We're open, it's the internet, so we've been doing this for almost 13 years. So we have people that tune in from all over. And I never know because I can't see or hear an audience. I'm just here until the numbers come back and I'm like, what did I say that show? Like, I get nervous. Like, oh my God, what did I say? There are really people listening. So yeah, um, you know, we've been around. So check us out on sugarwaterradio.com. You can find us on um, Instagram, forward slash sugarwaterradio, Facebook, sugarwaterradio. Um, And you can follow me, I guess, um, Zoe Newgirl. I'm a terrible social networker because I don't like social networking. (laughs) You can follow me and every once in a while, I'll drop something down for you to, to, to ponder. I should do that more often, I think. Even, just drop, even if no one listens and likes it just drop a
0: just drop it I've been
1: doing I, it. I really got out of my social media like and I yeah and I think it's important I mean this is a whole other conversation but I I, I think that people need to understand that we're actually creating another world online it is another energetic
2: structure un- I always <laughs> refer to it as a universe, it it is universe. Is a infinite universe. not Whew. all
1: of it is positive so The more anyone who's out there on social media, deliberately creating positive content, you're actually contributing to a positive upliftment of this other kind of matrix that we're creating in there. So that's kind of why I'm on there. I feel a strong pull, especially right now to get on there and, you know, share in different ways because like it's, it's needed. A lot of people are going through a lot right now.
2: I know you don't like this, but I just admire you for doing it. I'm admiring for sharing love, your heart, for fighting racism, all of it. I I just really admire you for it.
1: (laughs) Not that I don't like it. Of course it's helpful for me to be like, Although I, I'm the kind of person, like, most of the time, if somebody, like, hates on me, I actually think it's funny. I just laugh about it, you know? <laughs> like it's actually, I'm, and I'm always like, you know, this really says more about you than it does about me. Like, if you're going to come here, and you can say nothing, that's one thing, or keep your feelings to yourself. But if you're actually going to go to the effort to be, like, deliberately hateful or call names, like, I'll, i Actually, it really says more about that other person. But thank it you. Really I, does. Yes. I, I appreciate that. And um, I appreciate this conversation. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge. And yeah, everybody, check out uh, sugarwaterradio.com. And Zoe, New Girl, Bridgman, everyone, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Check out the show that Surya was on on sugarwaterradio.com. I know we're promoting it, so check that out as well. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I did some live readings for people. It was pretty fun. Yes. That's why when you told me 100,000 people, I was like, 100,000 people? I'm glad you didn't tell me that before. No, no, no. Because of- <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I just did like live readings in front of 100,000 people. Like, wow, that's like, yeah. that's the number.
2: Yeah, we're going to keep doing that too.
1: Alrighty. Yes, we will. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you, everyone. Peace.
0: You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.